Oh, hey, everyone. Welcome back to the third episode of My Living Room Couch. And I, it feels a little more natural. I think I'm getting used to this little solo thing. Even though we miss Aaron, can't wait. Um, some big some big news happened today in the podcast world, okay? So everyone was getting their 2022 Spotify wrapped. Their little stats, what are their favorite songs, podcasts, etc. And it didn't really even dawn on me that we would be on that for anyone because number one, we haven't even been doing it a full year. And number two, it just didn't dawn on me. But the amount of people that have sent us like in their number one, number two, number three spot or like it just it blows my mind. Okay, me and Aaron have been talking about it today. We've been posting it on our little like IG stories and it's really fucking wild, you guys. <laughs> so we're just like over the moon about it and so thankful and we can't wait to be back in January and today was a really good day for it's tempting. So I just want to give a little shout out to that because yeah, today really was a good little ego boost. I'm not going to lie. We're clearly doing something right. Okay, so today we have a lot to talk about. So I'm going to be honest. Originally, when I like wrote up my notes, I was like, you know what? We got to save the episode two of 1899 recap for the ends. But I just finished it. Okay. I'm not going to lie. I've been like really busy and I haven't been that great at like time management lately. <laughs> so I keep like getting halfway through the episode and then I just get sidetracked with other shit. So I've been trying to watch this episode for like a week now and I finally just finished it. And when I tell you, my jaw dropped open. Okay. Like we got to discuss it. We really got to like dive into that. I think kind of first, right? I do. I think we just got to die. We just got to go through it. Okay. So I didn't write any notes because I, I literally just watched the episode, but I'm just going to kind of like scroll through the episode. So basically there's definitely spoilers, you guys. So people reached out to me and they were like, are, are there, Nova says, hi, everyone remember the Nova disclaimer. She'll be quiet in a second. She's just like, why are you giving attention to something that's not me? Um, what was I just saying? Oh shit. Oh, I had a blonde moment also. So I'm like watching this episode tonight and I'm like, <laughs> I'm so fucking dead right now. Um, wait, what was my blonde moment? Oh my God, I'm ADHD and blonde moment right now. Oh, I know what it was. Okay, so I'm watching the show and like a lot of the dudes in the show, they have these like fucking crazy mustaches, okay? These like 1800s freaking mustaches. I couldn't do it, okay? I couldn't be, um, I couldn't be living in the 1800s simply because of like the, the facial hair trends, okay? Like this shit's crazy. The way they're like curling up at the tips and shit. Yeah, I couldn't take a man seriously with that shit. But anyway, so I'm watching it and I'm noticing all these mustaches. <laughs> and I'm thinking to myself, it's like, God, I wonder what like time. <laughs> this is honestly so fucking embarrassing what I'm about to say. But I got I got to share this shit because I do. I'm a very intelligent girl, but I do have blonde moments here and there. And when I do have a blonde moment, they're gold. Okay, they're there's some gold, gold shit. 
So I'm watching this. I'm noticing the mustaches and I'm I'm not liking the mustaches. And then I start thinking to myself, I'm like, okay, I wonder like what time period this was in. Because whatever time period that was, like I definitely wouldn't want to have been around then. This fucking show is called 1899. How am I sitting here wondering what time period this is? Bitch, it's it's literally the show is called 1899. Like you have got to be fucking around. No, I was dead ass serious. And when I realized, I was like, oh yeah, I obviously have to share this on the pod. Okay. Hopefully Nova's calming down. But so basically episode two, there's definitely going to be spoilers. We're going to recap an episode, an episode of my living room couch. So people kept asking me, they're like, do I need to watch the whole show right away to listen to your podcast? Because like, I don't want any spoilers. And no, you can literally watch it along with me. So we're only doing episode two today. Episode one was in my last podcast. Okay, so basically, the show starts out, the captain who's going through some shit. Okay, he's, he wakes up and he's in a freaking like field. Yeah, that's how it starts. He's like in a field. He Wait, one second. Is that how it starts? I thought it started out with him in the fucking field. No, it starts out. Okay, sorry, you guys. No, he does. He wakes up in the middle of a fucking field, okay? And then he goes to his house. Okay, you know what? I'm going to not look at the show while I try to recap this. So, okay, so here we go. The episode, the way it starts. So number one, one thing I really like about some shows is when each episode is named something, okay? Like, I don't know why. I just like that when they, like, start the episode and it's, like, da-da-da. Like, for example, this episode is The Boy. And I'm like, oh, shit. Like, what's up? So anyways, the captain, he wakes up. He's in the middle of this dark-ass field in the middle of the woods. And it's like, oh, shit. He starts walking and he sees what, obviously, remember we talked last week, like, house is blown up in flames okay his family (laughs) apparently died in a fire i'm we're assuming this is his house his family home okay he's having flashbacks he wakes up okay and it's not like a slow wake up okay he's on the ship and his eyes just shoot the fuck open and mora remember i told you about the girl last week that clearly also has ties to prometheus and she's kind of like teaming up with the captain her name is mora i think that's how you pronounce it okay So anyways, so in Mora's voice, she like says his name, I think, or like wake up or something along those lines. And his eyes shoot open and he's like back on his ship, which, by the way, the new boat, we're going to keep calling it new boat because I think it's like its actual name is like Karebos or something psycho. So we're just going to keep calling it new boat to make everything simple for everybody. So he wakes up and he's on new boat and he's like kind of in a freaking panic. Um, I'm not going to lie, you guys things I might say things out of order but I'm just going to give you the main main points of what's happening with all the characters okay so captain wakes up he's on the new boat he had a fucking horrifying dream about how his family died and okay something really bad clearly happened and one of his crewmen come and get him from the room and they're like captain gotta show you some shit they bring him up and the compasses are doing some weird things, okay? They're going all over the place. They're not making making any damn sense. And then they also get this telegram from the company that built Prometheus and New Boat. Okay, that's a key little factor there, you guys. 
there's one company and they built two boats at the same time prometheus and new boat okay right now both of those boats are out in the middle of the ocean in the same area they're like you know we already talked about that last time so anyways the company sends the new boat a telegram and all it says two words sink ship okay like immediately red flag for the captain because he's like what the fuck like that's kind of extreme this you know like a lot of people went missing we just found it you just want to sink it like no investigation no police like red flag red flag plus plus he also found his dead daughter's ribbon on that fucking boat too so that's another thing that's like a little fucking weird so yeah so shit's kind of hitting the fan with the captain and the crew people okay the captain also goes down you know like in titanic when jack and rose are like running through like the steam room and all the people are working underneath the boat you know what i'm talking about before they fuck in the jeep <laughs> you, you know what i'm talking about okay shit i just can't say the f word that like that i'm a lady before they make love in the jeep okay you know what room i'm talking about that same room on new boat the captain goes down in there and he tells one of the men is like hey go check out how much like fuel we have i think and don't tell anyone okay because they're not leaving anywhere they're they're chilling there um so that's kind of what's going on with the captain also he's being haunted okay (laughs) we need to address that he's seeing his daughter places and weird hallways he's um hearing this like really creepy german folk song we find out later it's his daughter singing it so he's he's really having a rough time okay so now we're to Mora and that creepy little boy that needed to be interviewed extensively by the government, but they were just like, nah, fuck it. We're going to bring him on this new boat. No problem. So them two, he has that weird little pyramid. I don't know if I've, we talked about that last time. He has this like weird little pyramid thing and it's like heavy as hell that he is carrying with him. And honestly, that brings me to the Bermuda Triangle, which we'll talk about later because I have to talk about the Bermuda Triangle. I got to get some things off my chest. And I think that this is how actually the way this second episode ended, it kind of made me think maybe it's not Bermuda Triangle vibes. But before I saw how this second episode ended. I was like, they are a thousand percent in the Bermuda Triangle. Um, Also, speaking of triangles, there's a common theme that's starting to happen in this show, especially during this episode. There are triangles with horizontal lines all throughout the episode, you guys, all the time, like hidden everywhere in the carpet. Um, Obviously, the big ones that we know about are like the tattoo behind the boy's ear. yeah, there's fucking shit everywhere. Another crazy spot that had the triangle pyramid nonsense. One of those rich chicks, um, Clemens, her name is. We'll talk about her shit later. She, When she's up on the boat talking to Jerome, her earrings are that triangle symbol. Okay, so if you ever watch the episode again, the, this triangle symbol is literally everywhere all throughout this episode. Um, so yeah, that's what's going on there. This boy is creepy as hell. He'll be asleep and then his eyes will just shoot open. Like, he's just, he's pale as fuck, which is really scary. And also, another thing I noticed is that creepy neighbor who is obviously, obviously more as missing brother Henry. Okay, obviously. He keeps bringing up family around her. He's like, oh, like you don't look you're you don't look irish like he knows shit about her i don't know how she's not picking up on this and then at the end you find out he does have a photo of her so obviously i'm correct he is her 
long lost missing brother. But both of them are pale as fuck, which I feel like the little boy and the the creeper next door that's obviously her long lost brother, they both have been through the same shit because they're both weirdly pale and they look a little wet. (laughs) You know, go watch the episode. You're going to notice that. So the boy's being creepy. She's trying to get information about him. And then he starts doing crazy shit, like grabbing her arm really quick. That was terrifying. Like I then want to know the another crazy part is when she's like alone in this room with this little creepy little demon child. Like he like we're not a hundred percent sure he's even human at this point. Okay. And she's just like has her back turned to him. Like, she needs to have her head on a swivel with this little kid. Like, I could, it could never be me. Could never be. I'd have him tied to a chair. Eyes on him 100% of the time. I ain't looking away. And I sure as hell ain't leaving him unattended. Like, she, she was regularly leaving him unattended in that room. So, that's, that's what's going on with the boy and Mora and... I'm trying to think what else. The creeper next door is just being a creeper next door. He's like setting his beetle free all the time. I'm pretty sure. Okay, so you know when he set the beetle for free on like upper class, like first class, and then all of a sudden they're down in third class and the little girl sees the beetle um, and she starts chasing the beetle and then it like guides her upstairs. First off, number one. Why are you following an insect like that? Okay, I just, whenever I watch scary shows or scary movies and they do these things, I'm just like, okay, obviously they need to do this shit because we need a movie or a show. But, like, in real life, this shit would just never fucking happen. Like, it just would never happen. Like, for example, the fact that, like, all these people have been so chill on this boat for as long as they have, just, like, sitting in the middle of the fucking ocean, not moving with no answers, like... (laughs) there would be a riot in like 2022 okay like there ain't no way that shit ain't gonna hit the fan real quick you know what i'm saying so there's just a lot of things it's just eh, it just would never happen but anyway she's following this beetle for god knows what what or where and then when she goes up let me know you guys dm me if you guys notice this when she goes up the stairs and then obviously there's a man there and he bends down and picks up the beetle which is clearly a pet Okay, like he puts out his hand and the little beetle just like climbs right into his hand, puts it in his pocket. I'm pretty sure it's the same creeper dude from downstairs. Like I'm I'm pretty sure they're the same dude, but he looks a little bit healthier. He looks less pale. He doesn't look wet. Did anyone else notice that? So, yeah. Anyways, beetle dude killed this little girl for no reason. He even said, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. Or I think he said, I'm so sorry. Something like that. Um. So that's fucking weird. And that dead girl, this little poor innocent girl. God, this is also, um, I don't know if I should have started out this episode with this recap because it's just a manic mess, but it's okay. It's okay. I think we're all going to enjoy it anyway. So we have a lot of more fun stuff to talk about, but next time I think I'm going to save it for then because this is just a lot of energy, like 15 minutes in you feel. But anyways, the little girl that just got killed by the beetle guy. Oh, that's what we'll name him. Beetle guy. Okay, so now we know. Beetle guy's the creeper next door. And he's also Mora's brother. But so Beetle Guy, that's who he is. Um he kills that little girl from third class. <laughs> I hate saying that. 
that's another side note that we I could go on forever. The class system back then in this time period, crazy. Like, I just can't believe, like, shit was like that. It's just so wild. But this little girl's from third class. So at the end of the episode, the captain, the crewmen bring him up to, like, show her, like, yo, someone just got, like, murked up here. Like, we have bigger problems. Like, we had a lot of problems. We got even more problems, Captain. Like, also, side note, we were, like, low-key plotting to kill you and overthrow (laughs) this entire boat, like, 30 seconds before we found this body. So, you got a lot of problems you don't even know about, my guy. Um, Yeah, so, that was crazy. But also, at the same time, it's like something had to be done because all of them are like yo why are we towing this ghost ship back to the place that we came like that's fucking nuts none no one wanted to go so i kind of get the crewmen felt like they had no other choice but still it's like wow like you really are gonna go for this guy like that like he's been through enough shit um speaking of what he's been through we've we find out more details about his family because i missed a whole fucking real important part in this captain's story so as he's being haunted and he sees his daughter and by the way the reason why i'm like skipping around everywhere too is because that's how the episode is we're like really skipping around to a lot of different crazy shit happening so i'm just trying to get through every character and what went down so captain he's being haunted he hears his daughter singing that little german folk song he sees her walking down hallways he finally, like, sees the door creak, o- creak open, which also, again, would never fucking go in there. Like, if I was, like, being haunted and I'm going down a hallway on this scary-ass fucking boat in 1899 and a door creaks open in my direction, I'm walking down the hallway, like, away from it. But, no, he goes in and it bursts him. That's really the only way you can distri- describe it. It, like, bursts or, like, shoots him in to just a different reality. Which kind of makes me think this is like a Bermuda Triangle alternate realities multiverse type shit. I don't know, but something crazy is happening. He bursts into this other reality, okay? There's even like a staticky sound. And he's in his like living room before his wife, which we now find out his wife basically was like mentally ill and insane and having crazy dreams and like just not well and she lit herself and her three kids uh, all on fire and their house in flames like oh real dark so that's really really sad so he ends up in his living room sees his family like nothing happened his wife is even like oh my god like you're here and she talks about making him dinner and he's just like freaking the fuck out like tears streaming down his face His whole family leaves, and then it's his one daughter, Nina, and they have this, like, really deep conversation, basically just that he's a workaholic, and he's always at sea being a captain. His wife is mentally ill. The daughter's, like, trying to explain to the mom, like, her dad is just doing what he loves, and it's it's a very, very sad conversation. (laughs) They hug. She bursts into flames, okay? So he just relives his trauma all over. And that's kind of what happened with him. Oh, oh. And then it bursts him through like another time loop. And then that entire room is now all soot and like burns like after the fire. And then he sees that fucking beetle that we've been talking about. The beetle guy with his beetle. Well, there ain't no beetle guy there, but there is a beetle. So the captain sees the beetle. He's following it. Beetle goes into the fireplace 
And of course, because what else is he going to do? He gets on all fours and starts crawling through the fireplace. And then, of course, because this fucking makes sense, there's a ladder in the fireplace. He starts climbing up the ladder. He hits the ceiling and it opens up into his room on the ship. That's a mind fuck. And then you look at the little like hatch to that underground room and there's a freaking pyramid that pyramids like symbol on it carved into it okay so yeah that's a whole other thing that's going on so now he's really freaking out because he's like i there's something wrong with this ship like something is very wrong so he starts putting like everything kind of together and he goes upstairs is talking to his crewman and he's like i'm not sinking the ship and he explains to them, like, something is wrong. There's there's this company, and they built two ships at the exact same time, okay? Spent a lot of money on these two ships. Both of these ships that went on their journeys to wherever they're going, they didn't sell all of the cabins in the ships, okay? So a lot of the cabins are empty, so they lost a lot of money there. Also, they're these huge ships that are, like, meant to carry cargo and, like, goods and like make money you know like trade and nothing is booked on nothing is booked to like sell on these cargo ships so he's like so these these ships are going on these journeys that are just like losing money so it makes no fucking sense so the captain is like i the last fucking thing i'm gonna do is sink prometheus because we need answers okay this is tied to my family which also we found out he got a random letter with a triangle symbol on it from some random person with like a news article about prometheus with a picture of his family so somehow it's tied into his family i and his wife was having those weird nightmares and his daughter said the shadows were coming all this shit's connected somehow um and then Mora, she gets weird as fuck towards the end. She knows something, okay? Because when she finds out that the captain is going to tow Prometheus back to Europe, she is freaked out. And she is telling him, like, absolutely not. Like, you cannot do that. Are you insane? And you just know that she knows something, like, 100%. Like, she's not, she's been acting dumb. She knows something. And that's all I'm going to say on her. What else is going on in this? The Some weird fucking guy with a creepy mustache that turns up at the end. He's having like the honeymoon from hell. And he starts hitting on a geisha. And basically we find out that the geisha is a prostitute. And that's freaking... I don't know why that's relevant at all to the story. But I'm sure it's going to come into play down the road. So that happened. Um, also another weird little side story that we have going on. There's like this fucking like 1800s frat boy with a middle part who, I don't know what's worse, the middle part or like the mustache situation. I'm not going to lie. I might take a mustache over that middle part because that shit's crazy. But yeah, so we got this like 1800s frat boy with a middle part, like trust fund baby. Okay. That's who we have. He clearly likes penis okay and back then in 1899 obviously like you couldn't be open about that especially if you're like first class dude it's sad but that's what it was like back then he is on this trip with his brother quote unquote and his brother happens to be a priest okay so that's what we know about them they're staying in the same room their brothers his brother's a priest and he's an asshole 
Well, the asshole frat boy, he randomly, like, goes down into third class and, like, totally hits on this third class dude. Which, by the way, I don't even know what to say about this guy because, number one, his name is Crester. The whole time I was trying to figure out what the hell this guy's name is, his name is Crester. K-R-E-S-T-E-R. I'm sorry to any Cresters out there, but I was shook. So, Crester... That name is crazy. So Crestor's like down in third class, like getting his hair washed by his little sister, which also I thought was weird because why can't you do it yourself? Like, I don't understand, but that was happening. His sister leaves. His little sister, by the way, is the one that ended up dying from the beetle guy and gets discovered by the captain at the end of the episode. Um, so yeah, Crestor is down. <laughs> so crester's little sister leaves he's chilling and then the asshole frat boy comes in and totally hits on him and like gives him this like silver um like cigarette case but like puts it in his pocket and like touch i don't know he was definitely hitting on him it was very weird and yeah so that happened well crester's older sister finds out that that happened and she's pissed so she grabs the cigarette case from crester and goes up to first class and basically she's like shoves it she throws it on the floor in front of asshole frat boy and is like basically like fuck off if you come near my brother i will literally cut your dick off and that's literally what she said you guys except i think she said prick but same thing so and he does and she does that in front of the priest brother okay and right away after she leaves you immediately are like eh I don't think they're brothers and I don't think that this dude's a priest because there's a lot of sexual tension and there's a lot of jealousy. Okay. So then they go down into their room downstairs and what happens that, Oh, this fucking got weird. They had a crazy fight by the way, asshole frat boy, a thousand percent a sociopath, like a hundred percent. Um, and they start fighting. It gets really intense and then they fuck <laughs> that shit was crazy. also, um so that what that's what happened with them also the mustache dude on the honeymoon from hell that was trying to get with the, the geisha prostitute um his wife is the one with the triangle earrings she clearly also has sexual tension with jerome who's like the stowaway on the ship that showed up out of nowhere um not beetle guy different different stowaway um I think they know each other from another reality as well because he was like, it feels like I know you or it just seemed that they had tension and it just definitely, I got the vibe that they knew each other in an alternate reality. I think that covers it all, you guys. I apologize for how fucking insane this was. Also, wait, how did the episode end? I, that's why I started with it because it ended so crazy. I think it just ended with the girl, the dead body oh oh no you guys so right when i think like it's an alternate reality and like bermuda triangle vibes no the fuck ain't no it the fuck ain't because the very end of this episode ends with it like the the captain and his crewmen they find the, the little dead girl on the ship as they're towing prometheus back to europe and then it that scene cuts ends and then it pans over very slowly <laughs> goes like through this really nice office like very nice put together and then it looks on this like cherry wood wall and there's like eight cameras 
watching all the people on the ship the main characters and you're like holy fuck like they're being watched like it's a show like this is like a simulation is it the matrix i don't fucking know what it is but it ain't good that's what i'm gonna tell you right now okay i don't know what's happening but i do know that nothing about it is good and it's gonna get darker as we continue as we continue on this journey it's gonna get weirder you guys (laughs) i literally love my dog so much but she just came over to me and brought me a toy and then slammed her paw onto my computer and it added in some dramatic piano at the end of that recap and also i'm not 100 percent sure that all saved correctly so we haven't even listened to it yet and we're just gonna hope for the best that that recap went through if not hello welcome to my living room couch episode three haha okay so yeah long story short 1899 fucking crazy show I'm one of those people where I'm like a detective okay like I joke with my friends like I definitely should have been in the FBI and that's not really a joke like it's like (laughs) it's some serious ass shit but whenever I watch shows or movies like very very often I know what's happening like right from the beginning and it's to the point where like my friends and family like know this about me so they always tell me to like shut the fuck up because I will ruin the whole movie even if I haven't seen it because I just pick up on things this show I have no idea like I'm definitely picking up some things okay like obviously the fucking the whole time before we even saw that the beetle guy had her picture Mara's picture I knew that he was obviously like her brother you know, like shit like that. Um, but anyways, the show's crazy and it's going to be an adventure as we go through this. Okay, but we have shit to cover. I got some texts. Oh, I'm going to Arizona this weekend, so I have texts about that. Um, okay, so we covered episode two of 1899. So for anyone that hasn't listened to an episode of My Living Room Couch, this episode is really just like two besties talking about fucking anything on their living room couch. Okay, so there's no rhyme or reason to it. But (laughs) so, yeah, that's really that's really all I want to say. There's no fucking rhyme or reason to this shit. I'm not writing scripts. Okay, last episode, episode two, I got a little nervy and I got a little like shy And I was like, oh, my God, like, I'm not organized. I'm going to write a script, I promise. No, no, I'm not, okay? I thrive on just improv, you know, and just saying what comes to my mind. So we're going to keep it like that. I do it's tempting like that, and I'm fucking doing this shit like that. So, except I am really trying not to cuss as much, okay? It just, it comes out, and truly, there's a lot of studies and a lot of statistics that say the more intelligent you are, the more that you cuss, And so I wear that shit like a badge, but I'm also getting older and I just, I cuss a lot and I just, I'm really trying to not do it because it's really not like the classiest vibe, you know? So anyways, we recapped 1899 episode two. I need to discuss the Bermuda Triangle. I really, really do. Okay. I have, I can get statistics for like next episode to really like dive into this. I'm just going to touch on it today. The Bermuda Triangle has, like, haunted my mind and existence for, like, a large part of my adult life. Like, basically since the day I found out about it, okay? And this show really was giving me, like, Bermuda Triangle vibes because when they were, like, stuck in the middle of the ocean in the same coordinates and, like, their compasses weren't working and 
the static it just like i was like bermuda triangle and there's like triangles all throughout the show i don't know for sure that it's bermuda triangle now that they added that camera shit into it but you know what i mean it, it reminded me of the bermuda triangle and then i was like oh shit i haven't like worried about that for a few months <laughs> like and now i'm worried again okay you guys i think we as a society are way too chill about it like it's like there's a spot in the ocean where shit just disappears off the face of the fucking earth and everybody's just like oh yeah it's a Bermuda Triangle like okay and like I needed an explanation okay like the amount of ships and aircrafts that have gone missing off the face of the fucking earth in this area over however many years we've realized this it's concerning and we're all just like oh yeah like bermuda triangle like we, we make jokes about it we're like oh yeah like let's avoid it like yeah no shit like i used to think when i was younger that like you could accidentally like jet ski into it and i used to be scared of florida okay because i was like yo i'm gonna be like in the ocean of florida and just like accidentally skip into the bermuda triangle really you guys i wish i was joking but this is a little dose of my anxiety i keep most of the shit to myself but now just my living room couch we're gonna i'm gonna open up about it but but yeah bermuda triangle we're way too chill about it i feel like we need to be a lot more concerned i feel like it might just be one of those things where we're all just like desensitized to it you know it's like oh yep another ship went missing <laughs> no big deal you know it's just like, because what else are we going to do? Go into complete and total utter panic. There's just like a black hole on planet Earth, like off the coast of Miami. Yeah, I think it's probably better for everyone to just be really chill about it. So, yeah, that's that's what's going on about the Bermuda Triangle. Okay, so my Thanksgiving weekend, you guys want to know what I did? I had four days off of work. Because as you know, I told you guys last time I have another nine to five. Okay. So I had four days off. Obviously Thursday, I was with like my family the whole day. And then Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, I was like getting shit done around the house. I was taking my dog to the dog park. I was doing a lot of things. I was getting like content taken care of. Just doing like lots of little errands. Working on my podcast that I produce and whatnot. But another thing that I did was rewatch the 50 shades gray movies okay and we just we have to i have to get this off my chest so first off i'll be honest i only watched the first and the sec the half of the second one and then i had to abort mission for a little bit because it's just so fucking bad but there was something that actually prompted this. So I told you guys I'm really into like, I'm a big movie person. I'm a big like movie and film person, big time. Like can't stress that enough. And I saw this list on Bustle and it was like all of these like iconic couples or like iconic movie couples that had absolutely fucking zero chemistry. And one of the couples on the list was Dakota Johnson and Jamie Dornan for Fifty Shades of Grey. And I could not fucking agree more, okay? Because, fun fact about me, back when the Fifty Shades of Grey movies first, not Fifty Shades of Grey movies, scratch that, back when the Fifty Shades of Grey books first came out, okay, 
this was like before like reading smut was like trendy before book talk was a thing okay 50 shades of gray books for me and like my age group my generation it was like it was like a moment okay it was kind of like a it was groundbreaking shit okay and I was one of those girls that want as soon as I picked up 50 shades of gray the first book and I got like three pages in I was so fucking hooked on these books that I was shameless. I was not reading like the ones in public that had like this, the secret cover. So people wouldn't know what you were reading. No, dude, I was out in public with like the handcuff cover, the tie cover, like everyone, the cufflink cover, like everyone knew what I was reading in public. Okay. I was in like, I think I was in community college at the time. This is before I dropped out of college. That's a whole other story for a whole other podcast. But at the time I was a cheerleader, I was in school. I was around people a lot. And I'm like on my like break on a bench at school in my cheerleading uniform, like 50 shades of gray, just reading it like enthralled. Okay. Everybody knows I'm reading porn right now. BDS porn. Okay. I don't give a fuck. I loved these books. I ate them up and I'm not going to lie. This might be like toxic. Okay. But fuck it, you guys. And I know there's a lot of girls out there that relate to this. The whole idea of Christian Grey is just a dream fucking come true, okay? Because, and I know a lot of people, there's people out there, especially in, like, the Christian world, where it's like, oh, my God, it's so abusive. Like, Christian Grey, like, bleh. No, okay, no, no, no. Number one, consent, okay? <laughs> I'm just going to drop that. He literally had her sign, like, some crazy paperwork, okay? A crazy NBA. Like, he had so much consent, it wasn't even funny, okay? The, the amount of consent this man had... <laughs> was next level okay number two like bdsm is like a thing okay we're not kink shaming here it's you know it's a good time you know you're on the same page you have your safe words like everything's good so fuck all that noise let's get back to why i fucking love christian gray christian gray is like low-key a dream come true because every woman that like wanted the bad boy that had his like daddy issues and like trauma <laughs> Every girl that has has met that guy that knew he had potential, like, this is the dream. Because Christian Grey has this, like, traumatic childhood. He gets adopted. He, like, goes to school, becomes a billionaire. He's a boss, okay? He, like, lives in this crazy penthouse. He's rich as fuck. He's hot as fuck. He knows how to fuck, okay? And then on top of it, you're the only girl that was able to change him, okay? This man who used to think he'd only want BDSM, nah, he's all about that vanilla sex now. This man that said he would never get married, uh-uh, he getting married. He getting married, married real quick. This man who said he never want kids, oh, they're going to be a whole little happy family now. This book, you guys, was my dream fucking come true. And honestly, I think it might be because I was with a certain, you know, sociopath and this was like this was the outcome I wanted was like my mentally ill bad boy with like every problem in the book to like become a billionaire and work on his mental health and his trauma and provide for me and be a good husband and father so I think that's why I really resonated with this book it was like what I wanted anyways the movies you guys I waited for years for these movies because I was so fucking obsessed with these books I was so, when they announced that Charlie Hunnam from Sons of Anarchy was Christian Grey, I, that was like a monumental day 
in the life of me. Okay, I first off, I was a diehard Sons of Anarchy fan. Like a lot of people are surprised by that because it's so violent. But like that was my show. Okay, I loved that show. I've rewatched it a bunch of times. It's like right up there with Vampire Diaries for me. It's just like I'm not going to brag about it like all the time because it's like it's kind of fucking dark. Shit's crazy. When I was in love with that show, I absolutely hardcore fell in love with Charlie Hunnam. And then I really deep dived into Charlie Hunnam. If you've never seen Green Street Hoolians, <laughs> go watch that right now immediately. Such a good movie. It will make you cry, but so good. Anyways, love Charlie Hunnam. When I found out that he was Christian Grey, I was like, okay, so they're going to make this movie correct. Like they're going to do this. And then he dropped out and I was like, oh God, I was trying really hard not to be like a Debbie Downer, but I was just like, "Mm, I don't know, man. I don't know how they're going to pull this off without Charlie Hunnam because he was it. You guys, I've tried to give these movies. I tried this weekend again. I will say the first one is by far the worst. It gets better in the second one and I haven't seen the third one yet. The first Fifty Shades of Grey movie is so fucking painful. Like, I'm embarrassed. Like, I, uh, you know me, anyone that's followed me for a long time, I'm always posting movie clips on my Instagram stories. I'm always, like, quoting movies on my Twitter. Like, I'm a movie girl, okay? And I'll, like, recap and tweet and post about any movie, any show, if I'm watching it, you know? Because I love that. You guys the first 50 shades of gray is so fucking embarrassing i'm not i'm not gonna tweet about that shit like i don't want people to know like that no it is so fucking bad like it's so fucking bad like i can't have people like go watch that movie and then think i recommended it and enjoyed it because you guys it is so cringe i it really it hurt it hurt me (laughs) It, it really did it hurt a part of me and it took, it took maybe a couple years off of my life. And that's really all I got to say about it. It's so fucking bad. Like I wish I could quote parts of it, but I feel like I might've just like mentally blocked a lot of it out. I will say though, the second movie is a lot better and I'm hoping the third one is even better. So yeah, you guys, that's what I did with my Thanksgiving weekend was attempt to get through those movies yet again. Okay. Now what we're going to talk about, this might be a long episode. I'm going to try to wrap this up quick. I have so much to talk about. Next thing on the agenda is I fucking love Christmas. I love it, you guys. Let's just, like, talk about this for a second. Everyone is like, oh, you're a California girl. Like, you probably love summer. And I do. I love summer. I love the beach. I'm always cold, so I love being warm. Yes, but hands down, you guys, if you've been, again, if you've been following me a long time, you know, the month of December is, it just boosts my serotonin levels to a level I didn't know was possible, okay? December brings me so much joy, everything about it, everything about it, it being cold, winter time, snow, Christmas, presents, the mall with all of its like lit up with all the lights. Like I love how the Grove looks. I love how Beverly Hills looks with like the little reindeer flying over like Cannon Drive. What else do I love? I love like getting in the car with a blanket and going to look at Christmas lights in like Beverly Hills or Brentwood. What else do I love? Disneyland at Christmas time. I love Christmas songs. 
um, freaking Ariana Grande Christmas songs, Justin Bieber Christmas songs, Mariah Carey, of course. And then, of course, Michael Buble. Duh. I fucking love December. And I just, everything about it, you guys, a fireplace, like Christmas carols, just Christmas stories, candles lit, just, I just, I love it. I love it so much. My number one thing on my bucket list, actually, it's probably number two because number one is Paris, but number two on my bucket list, I want, and you guys will know this if you've followed me at all, I want to spend Christmas like with the love of my life. If that person exists, if that person doesn't exist, it'll be Nova. We'll get her an emotional support animal pass. But I want to spend Christmas. I want to wake up Christmas morning in the Plaza Hotel in New York and like it's snowing outside. I want hot chocolate. I want a Christmas tree in like my room. Like I want to drop some money and like really do like the Eloise at the Plaza Christmas. Like that's that's what I need in my life. That is like number two on my bucket list. That is what a big Christmas December freak I am. Like I want to go ice skating at Rockefeller Center around the Rockefeller tree. I just, I need Christmas in New York, period. That's really all I'm saying right now. Every year, my family goes up into the mountains to a cabin and, like, has a little Christmas that way. And I love that. Love that shit. It's my favorite thing in the world. But New York Christmas is just another level. So, yeah, I fucking love Christmas. And because a lot of you guys know that, you guys asked what are some of my favorite holiday movies. So I figured I'll just drop a few recommendations every episode throughout December. Today, I'm going to start out with my, I might say they're my top two, my top two favorite Christmas movies. Number one, you guys, is Just Friends with Ryan Reynolds. This movie, I watch every single December, every single Christmas, every single holiday season. I watch it like more than once. I'm obsessed with it. It's fucking hilarious. It has one of the most hilarious and iconic entrances to any movie ever like the opening scene when he's singing that song if you've seen the movie you know what I'm talking about it's so fucking funny it's just like a good time it's it will make you laugh your ass off it's heartwarming heartwarming I can't even talk it's heartwarming it's romantic the guy gets the girl at the end it's just everything that you could possibly want in like a good Christmas movie just friends highly recommend number two love actually watch this also once or twice every single december no matter what the songs in it are really fucking good the cast is loaded like so many people are in this movie it's crazy one thing i really love about it is you all the characters have there's like completely different storylines throughout the whole movie but at the end, everyone is connected. And it's it's really, really cool. Again, very heartwarming, very like inspiring, uplifting, romantic, just like a good, it's just gonna get you. If you're in a depressive episode, it's gonna get you out of one. Okay. Like this shit is my medicine. So those are my two recommendations for this week. I'll give you a couple more next week. So just friends, love actually. Start off your December correct with those two. Okay, you guys, so last week I gave you a breakup tip number one. Today we're going to give you a breakup tip number two. So honestly, you guys, this depends what kind of person you are, 
okay? If you're a person that's not really, like, into social media or doesn't really have social media or, like, not seeing someone's Instagram, like, if that doesn't bother you or that's, like, not your thing, you don't need to worry about this step, okay? But step number two, after you delete the entire text thread, we talked about that last week, you delete the whole fucking text thread anywhere that number is so that you you cannot text them no matter what, okay? It's just a clean slate, cut this person out of your life, period. You can't go back. You can't look at text messages and be like, oh my God, how cute. You don't even have the text, like drunk text this person. Like if they text you, you might not have that number memorized and you're going to literally have to who's this them. Okay, that's where that's the type of energy that we're putting out. Okay. However, step number two is also very important. So I recommend if this person is not toxic or abusive or just like too much, like I personally don't think you should block. Okay. I think you should mute their stories, mute their posts, and just like go about your life. Because if you're like blocking or unfollowing, like that really shows them. <laughs> Okay, I'm really giving you guys like this is some Bible shit. So don't be go telling all these men these tips, okay? Because then they're gonna know that we know their games, okay? So keep this shit to yourself. Like, like take in the information and then keep it to yourself. Only girls only get to know this shit. Anyways, when you block or you want to follow a guy. That that shows that you're like pressed and that's going to be like a little bit of like an ego boost for them because they're going to be like, oh, my God, like she like is obviously like really upset. Like, no, 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 no. If a guy fucks up and he really fumbled the bag with you, you need to just remove your energy and literally act like nothing fucking happens. Okay, you mute his stories, mute his posts so that you don't see that shit all the time because you're trying to get over him. But you're not unfollowing, you're not blocking, you are just going about your life like this man never fucking existed, period. You're not pressed, you're not posting shit about him, you're not posting cryptic shit, you're posting hot photos, not too many hot photos, okay, because you can't look like you're overcompensating, but you're posting hot, you're just going about your life like nothing even happened, like you never even met this man, okay? However, however... If you're one of those girls that's going to be stalking the shit out of his Instagram or whatever, like you're going to be like creeping all the time because you just like you're you're just still in this. You're not over him. You need to stay off Instagram. You need to stay off social media. You got to have some discipline and not even for that long. Two, three weeks, two, three weeks. Stay away. Have some self-control. Have some self-respect for yourself because it's going to take like two to three weeks for you to get used to like not seeing him on that shit in that way. And then you'll be able to go back on to social media and be okay. So yeah, step one, delete the whole fucking text thread. Step two, unless it's toxic or whatever, you're not going to unfollow or block. You're just going to mute stories, mute posts, not look at shit, go about your life like nothing fucking happens. Okay. You never met this man. He was never in your life. Continue on. However, if you can't handle that, mute his stories, mute his posts, don't unfollow. You yourself take a little 14, 21 days off, you know, just like do your thing. And that is step number two to break up tips. Highly recommend. Also, I'm going to say step number three right now because I feel like step number two and three kind of need to happen at the same time because sometimes like you're really struggling 
you know, when you're getting over someone. You're really struggling, and now you can't even go on social media because you're trying not to look at the shit. Step three, and like I said, it's simultaneous with step two, would be be with, like, friends and family. Like, don't be in the house all day by yourself on a Saturday or Sunday. Like, like what I'll do, like, if I don't have plans on a Sunday and I'm, like, going through a hard time or I'm upset, I'll literally just, like, go over to my parents' house. Just being around people that love you and care about you that you can laugh with and just relax with, like, that's so important when you're going through some shit. So, yeah, that would be, like, step three. I would say distract yourself in in positive, healthy ways with loved ones. You know, spend time with your friends. Go out for drinks with some friends. Have a game night with friends. Go over to your parents on a Sunday. Watch a movie with them. Shit like that. So those are some breakup tips. Okay. I was going to address haters and changing your mindset but this episode is getting kind of long longer than I want so I'm gonna save that for the next episode so yeah we're gonna talk about some haters and changing your mental health mindset and all that next episode um okay one thing I do want to address whoo so as you guys all know I I love Netflix um And I get, like, new shows recommended to me on, like, my algorithm or whatever. And something that got recommended to me was a 97% match, (laughs) obviously, because it knows I'm mentally ill. Um, 97% match, Stutz documentary. Woo! I'm going to do an entire episode about this documentary because it just, I can't add it in to a regular my living room couch episode because I need to dive into this this documentary and I really truly cannot stress this enough if you have struggled with your mental health in any way at all at all whatsoever if you have a loved one that has if like mental illness and like mental health has like uh, affected your life in any fucking way you have to watch this documentary it is so profound like I just (laughs) I could go on forever honestly we were gonna do a whole episode on it but one of the things that just stuck out to me as soon as the episode started and it's one thing that I personally have like really really struggled with therapy is I hate when you go to a therapist and you're paying them a fortune okay because therapy is fucking expensive or you have you're lucky enough to have it with your insurance and even then like your health insurance is expensive as fuck anyways therapy is not available to everyone it's expensive as fuck so you're there okay <laughs> it's inflation and you're paying for this shit and y- you're there for a reason because you need help. Okay. You need a game plan. Like shit's not going well. Like that's why you're sitting in that chair. And this person just looks at you and is like, tell me how you feel. Obviously not fucking good, but I'm paying you a shit ton of money to guide me in the right direction. You tell me what's going on. Like you tell me what to do. Like, I don't want to just sit here and you have me answer and you ask me these ridiculous, like bland, broad questions When I have, like, some real serious shit we need to handle. So when he talked about that and how this therapist is different and has, like, different, um, just, like, a different way of conducting therapy sessions, 
and having like relationships with his clients and um I just it really and he talks about like providing you with tools and just like a game plan like it just it just it's a game it's a fucking game changer that's really all I'm gonna say so I'm gonna that episode I think I'm gonna take notes on I'm gonna watch rewatch it I've already watched it once I'm gonna rewatch it and I'm gonna take some notes and we're gonna dive into some shit because it's just an absolute must must yeah And that's really it, you guys. That's all that we're going to talk about today. I'm going to Arizona this weekend, so that will be fun. But I need to get an episode up by Monday. So I might record record before I go to Arizona. I don't know. But there will be another episode coming soon. And I have had a few people reaching out to me about podcast tips. So if you guys don't know, I do all anything having to do with producing a podcast for both of my podcasts I do it so like editing sound bites audio distribution hosting the descriptions SEO I mean like literally everything all the back-end shit I taught myself to do all of that and I do all of it for my living room couch and for it's tempting and I taught myself how to do all of it so that I wouldn't have to pay somebody else to do it And so that I can just like sit in my bed at home (laughs) and do it. So a lot of people have been reaching out to me asking for tips. And I do have clients already, but I'm thinking about adding some more. So if you are interested in podcast production and want some help, and it can be, it doesn't have to be me producing your entire podcast like I do for some people. It can literally just be me setting up your podcast or editing one episode. Like I'm open to discussion. So you guys can email me. I don't have a business email for that yet. So you can email me at kcbrian 11 at gmail.com. K-A-C-I-B-R-E-A-N-N-E-1111. Yeah. Did that make sense? Like no, don't spell out 11, just like 11 for 11 at gmail.com. And that's kind of it for today, you guys. Um, Thank you again for just supporting me in all the crazy weird things that I do. All of my manic wildness on these podcasts. But for some strange odd reason, you guys enjoy it. And thank you for supporting It's Tempting and getting us on all of your Spotify wrapped lists. And I think that's it. So go follow My Living Room Couch on Instagram. We're on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Please go leave five-star reviews. Please leave a review. I love reading them. And another episode of My Living Room Couch will be available on Monday. Have an amazing day, you guys. Love you all.